In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today. As you know, we're here to give you the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. And today we have a guest who's going to help us do that. We have Laura J. joining us, and she is an intuitive executive coach, international best-selling author, and soul-inspiring thought leader. So we're excited to have you here with us, Laura. Thank you so much for your willingness to share your expertise. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me on. Yes. So today we're going to talk about one of the largest challenges leaders face today, but it's one that is hidden. So tell us a little bit about what this challenge is that they may not know they're facing. You know, it it it, it's, it is hidden. And it, honestly, when, when I tell you, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's it. And it's ignoring themselves and their team members as a, as a holistic person. So what happens a lot of times is we, um, as leaders and, and CEOs and, and just in general, we, we want people to separate their home life from their work life, from their spirit especially. And, you know, really that's who we are. We are that spiritual being. And it's really hard. Uh, I think we're finding in this day and age, it's more and more difficult leaders are finding that they cannot separate um, work from home life and especially their their spirit and their spiritual life. And they can't ignore the holistic being that gets up in the morning and drives to to work or or works from home, whatever. They cannot we can't ignore it for ourselves and leaders can't ignore it in their team members anymore. Yeah. So this idea of the separation of work life and home life um, we're seeing that that's not realistic and maybe in some ways that we've never seen it before. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you see this video that goes viral because the guy's kid walks in while he's taping the interview, right? And so we're having some very kind of in-your-face moments around this inability to separate the two in a way that we've never had before. We really are. And it's, you know, in the past, it has been you leave your stuff at, you leave your problems at home, you don't, you go to work and you put on this face and you plow through and if you need to stay late and ignore your family and your body and eating, you do. And, and I think many of us, especially uh, probably a lot of your listeners, we have burned ourselves out at work because we have not taken care of ourselves in a holistic way. And what's happening is a rebalancing of that going, we have to, first of all, as the, as the employee go, hey, that's not okay. And then secondly, if we're the leader or the CEO, go, you know what? We're holistic beings and I want to help you while you're at work or, you know, if you're dedicating your, your life to my company or whatever, you know, I want to help you take care of yourself holistically. And it's a whole new concept and it's, it's new and it's fun and I'm having a blast. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, it's a great way to be, right? That this idea of separation, I don't think really was reality. It was um, it was something that people were forcing, but it, I don't know that it ever really existed, that, that it was actually that way, right? People were unhappy and not maybe not able to figure out why or how to fix it. And now we're starting to put some language and words and, and tangibleness to that. Oh, I completely agree, Marie. Yeah, we really didn't know. And, you know, and it was all about do, do, do and work, work, work. And that, you know, that's how we grew up. And um, I remember, I think it was about a year ago, um, I flew from, I live in Florida and I flew back to Indiana. We had a um, a funeral. Um, a, a nephew of mine had passed away and I walked in the door and it was a Friday night. And my, my dad says to me, what are you doing here? And I said, what, what do you mean? What do you, we have a funeral. There's, what are you, were you kidding? Uh, my, my brother's son died. You know, I'm going to, going to be here for my brother. And he's like, you should be home working. And it just stopped me in the, in my tracks and went, this is why I do what I do because we need work is not, work is, is not everything. We are, we need to be there for each other. We are a whole person. We need to look at ourselves we need to look at our, ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically, all of the different ways. Mind, body, spirit, emotions, energy, all of it. We need to look at ourselves in that holistic way. And not and, and, and it's not our lives, we're not here. We did not come down on this earth to work ourselves to death and ignore all the other pieces of us. And and I think What's happening is we're all wanting, we just feel this lack, a lot of us are we're feeling this lack and this sadness, like you said, and there weren't any words to it, but we want deeper meaning. We, and to get that, we're, we have to take care of ourselves in, a, in that holistic way, looking at ourselves in all those different areas. So we've talked a little bit about this, but what are some of the other ways that this um, separation was affecting people's personal and professional lives. Yeah, I mean, it it can, you know, cause a lot of health issues. It can cause relationship problems. Um, yeah, any area of your life, like, it can take it down. I, I know that uh, when I was working and not sleeping, um, just work, 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 and not taking my taking care of myself in a sleep, you know, just, just basic. I wasn't basic. So I was not doing. And I think a lot of us do that. We get focused on work and what we can do. But it, it's going to wreak havoc, number one, with our health. And number two, with our relationships. And, oh, you know, the, that work or whatever it is, is always going to be in between us and our loved ones. And, and it's how can we, how can we, um, marry all of it? How can we, you know, you always hear, you know, I want to do it all or, you know, the balance of life or whatever. And, and, and sometimes we just need to go, you know what, that's not going to happen. We are a holistic, integrated person. How can I show up 100% present, whatever I'm doing? You know, everyone has the same amount of time, but definitely we have to look at our health and our relationships and, and, and not just, um, you know, our spouse, but our children. Our children so, so need, you know, both 
uh, a mom and dad to come in and out or whoever, you know, is raising them to, to be there and to be present. Um, and for the, for the little things. And if we can look at that and go, okay, so where am I not taking care of myself? And the number, and if we're not taking care of, you know, physically, it takes us down. If we're not, if we're not taking care of what's happening in our mind, here comes all this mental, this mind chatter and mental disturbance, you know, if we're not handling that, the physical issues, you know, our emotions, are we, are we emotionally stable? So, so often when we're not taking care of ourselves holistic, we have this, we're getting, we're getting triggered left and right. And, and, and honestly, you find that even a lot with in, within big companies and CEOs, they're under so much stress, stress and so much pressure. And they're not taking the time to take care of themselves. And so then it comes out as, um, I call them triggers. And it's just, Somebody says something and it triggers something in them that really had nothing to do with what was said, but it, it causes problems. And then, of course, when we're ignoring our spirit, our spiritual, uh, our, our, our soul, when we're ignoring that to keep doing what we're doing, uh, it, it can be heartbreaking for us inside. And we don't understand what's happening. We just know that we're craving more. We're craving deeper meaning. We want we want a close, we want closer relationships. We want you know we want that um, something inside of us. I feel I always say our soul is screaming to be heard. But when we're go 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 and working all the time and not taking that quiet time for ourselves, we can't hear what we're we can't hear what our soul's trying to say. Yeah, that's so powerful that we you know, that intuition or whatever you want to call it, you can't hear it if you aren't taking the time to listen. And if you're never present, I love what you said, you know, that instead of worrying about work-life balance or whatever you want to call it, it's how can I be 100% present in whatever I'm doing that day, that moment, um, wherever I am. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, presence is bringing in the five senses. Say that again for you. Presence is uh, for being for being being present is bringing in the five senses uh, in that moment, and that is how you can be one hundred percent focused on what you're doing. Um, then you're not worrying about the past or the future, all the you know the grocery list and all of that. You brought in all your senses into what you're doing right here and right now. And that other person knows whether you're checked out, you know, we, there, there's no question. So it's what, it's what can we do to bring ourselves fully here in this moment and let the rest go? Yeah. And there's so many implications for that in, in business and in life, as you've said, it's not only in our, in our professional lives, when, our team or our maybe our coaching client um, or whoever it is can tell that we're not all there. And then if we are doing that at home, of course, there's all these articles these days about kids and how they act if their their parents are always on their cell phones, right? Your, your kid can tell when you're not paying attention and you're not really present with them as well. And, and it affects us in both places. It really does, Marie. Yes, absolutely. 
And you mentioned that this was something that was um, kind of triggered for you in that conversation you had at, at your nephew's funeral. Um, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of where this came from for you and and what spurred you in this direction. We're going to take a short break first, though, because this seems like a good spot, stopping point, And we will come back and pick up there in just a few minutes. So stay tuned. I'm going to keep you on the edge of your seat. And we're going to come back with Lara J and learn a little bit more about why this is so important to her and what she is doing to help leaders and, and CEOs, as well as, as any of us in the workplace, integrate more our personal and professional selves. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Laura J., and she specializes in helping leaders and workers and executives, entrepreneurs, connect their pieces so that they can be more holistic at work. So thinking about how we try to eliminate our self sometimes and our spirituality for, for sure from our work life, how do we integrate those two? And so we've been talking a little bit about the challenges and and how this has kind of evolved and the problems that it's causing. And Laura, we just finished up the last segment and wanted to give you an opportunity to share how you came to this kind of realization and why this is so impassioned of an area for you. 
You know, um, it's really the answer to that is twofold. Um, first of all, it's very personal from um, the outside looking in. Just a few few years ago, uh, five six years ago, I was living this picture perfect life. You know, one of those you see on Facebook, and you're like, "Hey, I want to be her." You know, I had a great husband, two great kids, a very successful marketing company, fabulous vacation, beautiful home, pillar of the community, and you know more. But that was from the outside, and on the inside. I was I was blowing up. I was struggling with a very deep depression. I had a major health crisis. On many days, I could not even get out of bed. Um, my 25-year marriage was ending. I had I just hated myself. I didn't understand what kind of life I'd created. It was becoming an empty nester. And of course, you know, there's sadness there. Um, and then just this increased frustration that. I couldn't sustain my marketing company anymore because I was so, I had worked myself uh, pretty much just to to the couch because I was so sick and I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I didn't have the strength to sustain. And here I was the CEO and leader in the community and, and I struggled. I could not find anyone to turn to that could help me navigate these stormy waters. I was seeking and searching and I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I ended up creating that person. I started writing. One of the things I did was start writing as a way to heal. But the second thing that, that happened is that, you know, I lost, I lost my marriage over this and I had another family member was hospitalized for stress due to working. His company was, was, was basically making him work seven days a week for several weeks at a time. And, you know, for me, it's, It's also so personal, but it's global, too. I have this deep desire to see corporations, small or large, just really integrate and treat their team members fairly, uh, especially after watching this one family member. You know, I want to see corporations treat their team members so fair, allowing them room to grow and even encouraging each person, you know, to lead that holistic lifestyle and to take care of themselves in a holistic way. Because what companies don't realize is if they're not letting them do that, their productivity goes down. You know, every person needs that time to take care of themselves in all these different ways. And if their job, their daily job is consuming their life force, they're not able to fit in time to do even a 20-minute workout or get some healthy food or, you know, have some prayer or meditation time, you know, they can't live at their highest and best and perform for that company if they're not given the time. And, and really, uh, from my personal experience, I am promoting this as much as I can. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it does start to um, eat away at all of us. And it's interesting that we don't it almost has to get to that point of pain before we can um, do anything about it. And that's that's too bad that we have to be burnt out or, as you said, kind of laid out on the couch before we decide that we're going to do something about it. Yeah, and isn't and unfortunately, that's many of us. You know, it takes a two by four to get a, to get our attention and go. Things need to change. You know, and and I had to make a decision. Is this is this the kind of life I wanted? Was I really just going to work all the time? And no, I, I, I wasn't. I needed to take care of myself first. If we don't have our health number first and foremost, we really can't do a lot of the other things that we, you know, we want to do in life. And we've got to take that time to, 
to, you know, start with the physical being and then, and move, you know, we got to take care of our mind and what's coming, that what we're telling ourselves and, you know, just on and on. And, and of course our spiritual being, all of it. So it's so important. Yeah. And it always is the way that people talk, but we know that actually executing that is, is not easy. So what are your steps that people can take today to start doing this, to start creating more success, fulfillment, satisfaction? What can we do? You know, you're right. The steps we don't we don't take a lot of the time, and sometimes the steps and, and my steps are are easy and they're simple. But do we do them? It's hard. It's difficult. And I want to um, encourage people to take to start with five to ten minutes. Take number one is be still. Take quiet time each day. Set a timer if even for five minutes if you can. And 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 I mean. Take quiet time. If you need to have a cup of coffee in your hand, do it. That's what I did. And I would just sit on the couch and I would stare out the window. It was the polar vortex in Indiana and I would just watch the snowfall. And I started with that, being still. And at first, many of us cannot do <laughs> cannot do this, but we have got to embrace this stillness and this quiet time so that we can hear what our like you you mentioned, our intuition, so we can hear what our soul is whispering to us, what our next steps are. And sometimes we, some days we may not hear anything and that's okay, but we've got to start with being still. So that's number one. And number two, what happens is we need to become aware of the mind chatter because as we're being still, here comes all this mind chatter. Uh, Humans, you may have heard, have an average of, I think it's 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And according to some researchers, as many as 98% are the exact same thought as the day before, and even more significant, 80% of our thoughts are negative. So, and they are drain our energy. So now that we're being still, here comes this mind chatter and all these negative thoughts. So we need to become aware of them, so that it start. Everything starts with awareness and. And if we're not aware, then we cannot even, we can't change anything. So, again, it starts back the circle of being still, taking a few minutes, let the mind chatter come up, and that's where we need to be aware of it, and that's where we can start with handling it. And my third step is to practice mindfulness, which I I mentioned briefly, uh, you know, it's bringing in the five senses, being in the present moment, doing whatever we're doing, eating, walking, working, talking. Uh, it, mindfulness uh, is also a form of meditation. But what happens is it's about paying attention to what's right in front of us and not judging it. Now, the not judging it is even more difficult. But, but if we can do those three things, being still, become aware of the mind chatter, practice some mindfulness throughout our day. These are the three main steps to start with that can rewire our brain for this, you know, incredible satisfaction. It's the start of our a spiritual connection to ourselves that really can propel us to our next steps and to our, our, our highest and best, to who we really are created to be, which, which isn't to be a workaholic or... It, but it it will tell us and show us and help us prioritize our day if we can take the time to do these three things a little bit each day. 
Okay. So thinking about how we can set a timer and find some time for stillness and maybe increase that every week or every day. So if you're um, thinking, well, five minutes is a lot, maybe we start with one minute and then we work our way up that exactly. up that ladder. <laughs> and yeah, I always I know that. Work your way up the ladder. And I start when I started meditating and, and being mindful, I started with five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. And I started with some guided visualizations, some meditations on YouTube. And that was where I encouraged my clients to start. Just uh, And there's some great apps. I know Headspace is one. A lot of my clients use that. But it's just get started. You think you're wasting time, but you're not. It actually multiplies. I don't understand it, but it multiplies your time because what it does, it just like reorganizes everything in your brain. Once you can calm your body down and your mind, it reorganizes everything. And you know exactly when you get up what to do and what to do next and what to do next. You have this clarity that is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, um, as you said, you think of, oh, you're going to be wasting this time, but then you do find that it makes you so much more productive. Absolutely. When, as we think about, um, you know, all of these steps, that mind chatter, um, what are any tips you have for people kind of identifying what their repetitive thoughts are? Yeah. So as you get quiet, you know, here comes the mind chatter. And I actually had a, um, had a lot of negative mind chatter and I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to it because I stayed so busy. That's why we have our radios and our TVs on and computers all the time and music going. So we don't hear our head, you know, going to town on us. But yeah, so when it starts coming up, the, I, I feel like we need to catch it. Like, and whether that means write it down or just go, huh, I can't believe I really thought that about myself or uh, I, and I didn't know until I started doing this work that I didn't have to believe everything in my head. Now, I know that's kind of a silly statement, but I grew up with such low self-esteem and I didn't understand that everything in my head wasn't true. And I think that number one is that we need to know that not everything we think is true. And it starts with being aware. So as it comes up, become aware of it and go, Do is that really I call it uh, looking at a radio or changing the dial on a radio station. You know, if we don't like what we're hearing, we can turn the dial to something else. And so yeah. that's one way of beginning to go, you know what? I don't, I don't like that song. I don't like what they're talking about in my head right now. So I'm going to turn the channel into something more positive, but it starts with that. Yeah. Good. Well, you are very inspiring and, you know, it's so easy to listen to you share this, this information that I want to make sure people can have an opportunity to connect with you beyond this show. So please tell us how we can connect with you, where we can find you if we want to hear more of, of this great wisdom. Oh, great. Yeah, I would love to hear from, from your audience. I am at laraj.com and it's L-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E.com, LaraJ.com. And if you um, sign up there, I will send you a uh, meditation, a free sample from my first book, and then um, a, a 
amazing ebook that I wrote recently called Don't Limit You. And, and really it's about us and our careers and our lives are a mirror of how much work we do on ourselves. And, mm. and I want people to have that in their hands for free. Wonderful. So the success that we have is a mirror of the time that we work on ourselves. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. If you're listening, don't go away. We'll come back, but we're going to say goodbye to Laura. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise. We'll be right back here again on The Career Confidant after this short break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Laura J., uh, L-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E, And she was sharing about this issue in our workplace where we have tried to separate our work self from our personal self. And, you know, it just really hasn't worked. (laughs) And I think it's interesting because when we think about our our grandparents or our parents, depending on our, our age, and, you know, they just went to work and they came home and it was so great that they had that separation. 
And I wonder how much that actually was true or if um, they just didn't talk about that it wasn't working and maybe they didn't even know why it it wasn't working. Maybe they didn't even really know that it wasn't working um, to have that, that separation or maybe that wasn't as separated as we think it was because it was more of a a family feel where they worked or, or something. I don't know. I just have this picture in, in my head of what, you know, the fifties, kind of work environment looked like, which a lot of research tells us not very many people actually had that work environment. Anyways, it was more on TV that we saw it, but it didn't really exist. That uh, leave it to beaver kind of world didn't exist for very many people. But even those folks, um, you know, they wouldn't have been void of the same issues that we're having today, where when you don't take your whole self to work, you feel like you're squishing something the whole time. And a lot of this has started to come out around the conversation about emotional intelligence, because along with this idea of leave your personal self out of the office is also the idea that there's no emotions, right? There's no empathy because that makes you a soft boss. There's, there's no emotions at work. And that was you know, a good thing not to have emotions at work. And emotional intelligence has taught us that that's not true, that the best leaders do recognize emotion, show emotion, have empathy, and figure out how to integrate that into their leadership style. And those without it don't get as good of results. They don't last as long. They don't have that long-term success. It just doesn't work that way. I was recently talking to a client that was applying for a position and they were interviewing um, for a job and they were going through the book uh, as a strengths-based book on the first Break All the Rules. It's a leadership book, management book. And in this book, they had some management questions that, that you could ask yourself or that you could ask in an interview to figure out if a manager used this approach. And one of the questions was, you have an employee, we have two employees, salespeople, and one of them has great sales results. They're overperforming, you know, beating their quota, but they're not the, you know, they're not the nicest person. They're not, you know, they're not the easiest to get along with. And then you have someone who's very congenial, very is assuming accommodating and they don't have great results. Who would you hire or who would you promote? And the idea of the book, of course, is that the person who is delivering results probably is working to their strengths. They probably are doing a good job connecting to their customers or they wouldn't get good results. And so it's all kind of changing how we think about results because you would think, okay, if that salesperson's delivering results, but they're not nice, I would want to hire the nice person. Well, what is nice? Maybe they are nice to the boss, but they're not necessarily nice to the people they're selling to because they aren't getting results. Or maybe they're nice to the people that they're selling to, but they aren't really helping them meet their needs because they aren't getting results. 
So it challenges us to think about this separation as a negative thing and integration as a negative thing or the separation as a positive thing and the integration as a negative thing. Because really, if you bring your personality to work and you're taught how to do that from the very beginning, we can figure out how to help people work to their strengths, their overall authentic, holistic strengths, which is going to make them more successful. Now, a lot of people don't really understand what strengths mean. And I saw something else saying, oh, you know, you can't work to your strengths. You have to work to what your skills are. Those are the same thing, right? Strengths are skills that also give you energy. And do we have to do other things at work? Of course. So that's not what this is about. But it's being that holistic person at work. Then we can see what really are you innately good at and how can we use that to do the things that you have to do at work? Because strengths typically aren't tasks. Strengths are things that we can apply to a lot of different tasks. So if we think about bringing our holistic self to work, it doesn't have to be this negative thing. And in fact, it's starting to be a more positive thing. As entrepreneurs, that is even more the case. When we look at branding and how the idea of and concept of branding is infiltrating everything that we do, it's really about this transparency, accessibility. We've talked about these things before on the show, that to be successful as a leader and as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to connect with people in a different way than we're used to doing. And this is a challenge for some of us, for a lot of us. Um, Actually, this is a challenge for me. I grew up in a very uh, culturally influenced way. And I won't name the culture because some people might say, oh, that's, you know, that's not my experience with that or or whatever. But I'll just say the background and culture of, of one side of my family that was very strong was that you don't talk about your emotions You don't talk about anything personal, really with people outside your very immediate family. And even then, like, you know, you don't tell brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers even, um, you know, some things when you're struggling. You pick yourself up by your bootstraps and no emotion, no, no way that you would share that with anyone. And that you are not to really be heard or take up space, that it's not um, okay for for you to get in other people's way or to um, you know to to have a presence that isn't accepted by everyone around you. So there's this very deep cultural underlying there for a lot of people. And some people will talk about it in terms of generation. You know, oh, baby boomers have a hard time being accessible online. And I don't know that I find that necessarily to be true. It's a lot more around how you were raised, which maybe some more baby boomers were raised from a a background similar to what I was describing that I grew up in. And it has something to do with whether you're introverted or extroverted, right? Are you one of those people who's externally communicating all the time or internally pondering that's going to impact a lot these communication 
outside of yourself with other people and what you think is acceptable for people to communicate about in general. I always laugh when I see people on LinkedIn saying, oh, that's not acceptable for LinkedIn. That's a Facebook comment. Sometimes I I would agree, yes. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, this is social media and social media is social. Yes, LinkedIn is more professional, but it's really all about making connections and you can't connect with people if you're not sharing anything about yourself. This happens at work. It happens on social media. It's harder for some of us than others. The hard part about it is that the truth is it really is hard to form relationships if you don't have a two-way street, if you aren't sharing something, if you're just always expecting that other people to share. This is where CEOs get themselves in trouble because it's isolating and it's not acceptable for them to show who they are or to maybe engage in relationships with their employees in certain ways. And so they they miss out on those connections. They miss out on really being connected to the people that work for them. And that's a dangerous place to be, especially in today's world, where the people who are being led expect to be able to connect to their leaders. They expect that. They expect the accessibility. They expect authenticity. They expect transparency. And when leaders aren't aren't able to do that, it's a challenge. So, you know, Lara shared her story that she was having trouble. She was on the couch, wasn't able to run her business. And I'm sure sharing that story was challenging for her, especially at the time. I think part of the piece of sharing that we're having trouble with today is, you know, how much is transparent and how much is overshare. We're still trying to find that line. But each of us has to be able to tell our story and maybe not worry about where that line is and figure it out as we go. Because if we're not telling our story, if we're not being real, if we're not connecting to other people, we're not going to have a business that's as successful as it could be. We're not going to have a leadership career that's successful as it could be. And we're really not even going to have a entry level or contribute contribution type of career that's as successful as it could be because people promote people they like people hire people they like and if we're not able to make some kind of personal connection in addition to the professional connection our career is going to be stunted and that's a whole different side of things than the spiritual importance of bringing ourself to work of not trying to separate the the work and life. And I would say not even try to balance the work and life. And I'm not sure if integrate is the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but I know it's it's not really a balance because we'll never find a balance. It shifts, it moves, it moves daily. It moves perhaps even hourly in terms of where we need to turn our focus when we're thinking about our whole self and, and really being integrated and being present in what we're doing. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll finish up here. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story, and we'll talk a little bit more about work-life balance or what that means and how we can be more present doing what we're doing when we're doing it. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. 
the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Laura J. about how we need to connect that intuition and spirituality piece of ourself into our work and and bring our holistic self to work if we're a leader encourage our employees to bring themselves to work i think that fear here right is that people will take advantage of it that they will uh not work as much as they should and you know be there 10 hours a week not get as much done as they need to because they're going to see their kids events or their whatever it might be and as we start to see some of the research around productivity come out recently it's really nipping all of those fears in the bud right because we can see that a five day a five hour work week can be just as productive um, not five hour work week haha <laughs> I wish a five hour work day can be just as productive. People are talking about a four-day week instead of a five-day week because it's not how much you work, it's how much you get done. And most of the research shows that if we can not be at work as much, we can actually get more done when we are there because we're not burned out, tired, thinking about where we should be, thinking about what we should be doing. 
I am a workaholic, right? I mean, I have always been. I worked at the university and um, even, you know, at a set salary and I would go in and I love to take students on trips and I was a recruiter for, for students. So I'd take them to dinner. I'd go hiking with them on weekends and my spouse would come along. And I sat down one day and realized that I was doing all of this on the set salary and it was kind of silly, right? But I loved what I was doing. I loved what I did, uh, kind of the work hard, play hard. And there wasn't really any consequences at that point in my life, maybe a little bit less sleep. I was young and I could do it. Um, and then I bought, well, then I went out on my own in business and it got even a little bit worse because I was trying to start a business and, and do everything I wanted to do and grow a business and still work hard, play hard running marathons and and doing all the things I love to do. And then I bought a business, a training business, the career thought leaders business that that I talk about. And it, it got a little worse and more to do. And about six months after I bought those businesses, I got pregnant with my first son. And the whole idea of work-life balance got a new meaning for me because I was used to being able to kind of do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And that was no longer a reality, right? There, um, there were more people to contend with, more concessions to make in a good way, more ways to figure out that balance. And it's interesting that really, even when he was an infant, it didn't make as big of an impact as I thought it might. He slept a lot, right? People said, oh, Marie, you know, why aren't you spending more time with him? It's like, well, he's sleeping. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I'm, I love my work. I love what I do. I can do this. And um, when he started to interact more, I really started to understand what Laura was talking about in terms of being present. That if I even checked my phone, I would be somewhere else for longer than I wanted to be somewhere else, right? There'd be an email, something I'd need to handle, someone who needed something done right away, right? And all of a sudden I wasn't there and present in my life with with him when I w- wanted to be, when I had that time scheduled. And this is that work-life balance that I started to realize didn't really exist because I could flow from one thing to the other, but I had to be careful about, am I being where I want to be when I want to be there? So am I being at work when I want to be at work? It's a challenge for many of us that work from home, right? I can hear him downstairs laughing or crying and really not be at work when I need to be at work. Or am I with him when I want to be with him and not thinking about what I need to do or want to do or that email that just came in and had to create some structures for myself to not ever be present anywhere, which is really the challenge we're all facing with technology, with the demands that we have. How do we make sure that we are present where we want to be present And Laura said, you know, how do you show up 100% present in what you're choosing to do? With all five senses, how are you there? 
And this is so obvious for me when I'm spending time with my son, who's now two years old, because he makes it obvious. It's it, it, he will get in trouble if you're not 100% present, right? And some people see that as a bad thing. I've had people say, oh, you know, you're, you know, you're making him the world and he's the only one you're paying attention to. Yes, when I'm with him, I try to do that. I'm 100% present with him. I think that's a good thing. And then how can I, when I'm at work, be 100% present there? How can you be 100% present where you choose to be when you choose to be there? Laura's tips for today were to set your timer for stillness. Practice being 100% present in nothing, stillness. Thinking those thoughts and then letting them go. Find that mind chatter, identify it. What are those thoughts that repeat in your head? How can you shut that recorder off? How can you make a new tape? How can you take those thoughts and turn them around? One of the best books I've found that walks you through that process is called You Are a Badass. Wasn't thinking about mentioning it, so I don't remember the author, um, but you can find it if you Google it. You Are a Badass It's a great book at walking you through those tape recorder thoughts that are negative as Laura said, they're repetitive, they're negative. That book walks you through writing them down and dissecting them so that you can create a new tape. And then being mindful, so being present, figuring out how you can do what you need to do to be present where you are. When you're at work, be at work. When you're in a conversation with one of your team members, be in that conversation, not checking your phone. When you're at a meeting, be in the meeting. You'll be surprised. You'll be the only one that's really in the meeting, and you'll probably ask way better questions, stand out, make a big impression because you're actually there and participating in the meeting instead of on your phone. And at home, be present. When you're with your family, when you're with your kids, when you're with your spouse or your you know, your soon-to-be spouse or your friends, how can you be present there? Give people the gift of your presence. It's corny. It's one of those things that goes around at Christmas, and it really is so, so true. Holidays, that holiday time, people say, you know, give people the presence, the present of your presence. Practicing doing that, and you may find that you have a different relationship with your team, with your boss, with your career, and with those around you who you want to have that connection with for the rest of your life. We'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. I look forward to your questions, your suggestions, your thoughts. You can always email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we'll see you right here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.